Christ, you people suck. Wow. Wolverine on it. Episode 657 for June 28th, 2021. Whew, 2021 is already halfway over. That is crazy to me. But on the show this week, we have Anthony again. Ouch. I mean, not wrong. <laughs> but, uh, but, I ouch. mean, again, you're back. That's not a. Yeah, I, but you, you didn't say it with enthusiasm <laughs> the first time. We have Anthony, again. Again. But we're not alone this week. We also have the Wombat, too. I'm back and better than ever. That's right. These bitches. Bitches be tripping. Anyway. I always like getting back to normal business after E3, because I feel like we don't get to talk about actual games we played. Because we're talking yeah, about games that we haven't played. It's all games that we think we might want to, but then inevitably we'll forget about at some point. Oh, absolutely. There are games from like two E3s ago that still ain't out that I've never played. Well, they're, they're not out. That's not your fault. That's a, that's what is a that? cir- life circumstance. I mean, like the games where you go, oh yeah, that, and then you totally forget about them. And then you're like, oh, that came out? Yeah. Oh, shit, I forgot about that. Those are the ones that hurt. I saw. I think I sent you that tweet the other day about how many games were announced at E3 or shown at E3. I listed off a majority of them. <laughs> and, and what's funny about that number is it's like, this is why nobody plays very many of these little games. There's like 525 games shown at E3. I, I'm pretty sure there was uh, more than that. Probably, but that's just the ones that like were counted. I'm just like, it's also, it, it, I mean, I, I don't know how they did that list. Like, I even cut some off where I'm like, all right, this is a game we knew was going to show up. Like, there, it's a trailer that was shown, you know, two months ago. So was it really announced to D3? Like, it, you know, does, uh, even though Sea of Thieves got that trailer for DLC, does that really count the games out, right? Like, is that an announcement? Uh, it's It's... I don't doubt that there was at least 500, though. That I mean, shit, the Wholesome Direct, I swear, was like 50 on its own. Uh, I so. heard. I actually heard the numbers. It was 73, I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. 73 games were in one conference. It was either the Wholesome or... Oh, God, there's another one. And then the Keeleys, the second half of the Keeleys there was the... Um, 
the indie showcase, and that was just filled with stuff too. So, oh, day of the devs, yeah, day of the devs. Thank you. Yep, there's a lot of video games, and there's absolutely no way anybody has time to play them all. But we certainly have time to complain about them all, so that's good. Absolutely, that's right. Uh, so we'll start off with what what we're playing because it's been a few weeks. Uh, we'll kick it off with Anthony because I know you have some games to chit chat about or chat chat, however you want to say. Yeah. Um, it's never, I've never said chat chit in my life, so it's chit chat. Um, <laughs> you're missing out I, on life. Okay. Um, other than stuff I've talked about before, um, I picked up Never Stop Sneaking, which is the, it looks like a Metal Gear Solid clone from the guy who did Dustin Elysian Tale. Um, what it is, is a roguelike that has mediocre stealth mechanics. I can't seem to put it down, but it's not very good. However, the theme song from Hyperduck Soundworks is fantastic. Um, yeah, don't don't get that game. I, I, I hate to be like that, but like even on sale, I feel like eh, this isn't great. Like this is not very good at all. Like it sells itself on lies, sort of. <laughs> um, well, because even in motion, you don't. It's it's. I bought it when it came out because I thought the exact same thing, and then I played so, it. And I'm like, nah. I think, but I think my biggest issue is that like even comparing it to other rogue likes, the lights, I guess, whatever, gives a shit at this point. Um, it is not very good. So yeah, sure, it's not what I thought it was, but it's not very good at even being a rogue light because it's you're so quick to kind of see the pieces and how they're put together um that it it's just not fun it burns itself out so quickly i'm just too invested in just finishing it now because i don't want to just abandon it because i i do hate when i do that to myself and it's not very hard but it's not great at all um it's disappointing because there is something that like i would love to see a stealth rogue game but it's just not this um what else has there been? Uh, I finished Mac. That's ah, great. I'll just go over the whole stuff. I finished MacBat uh, sixty four. Yeah, that's a lot of um, nods to the N sixty four era. But it's again another game that's not great. It's fun. It's fun. It's like two bucks, and if you have nostalgia for that era, it's worth it. Um, but I other people find won't get anything out of that. Sorry? I went and searched on the Switch store and I couldn't find it. M-A-C-B-A-T space 64. Yeah, I searched that. It didn't come back. Then again, um, the Switch eShop is just fucking straight garbage. But Well, my Switch is on and I'm currently looking at it. So let's just do a little bit of a live search and call Ken an idiot if it's not here. I mean, that's fine. Maybe your search is different than mine. Maybe you got the special search. Do you have a Switch Pro? <laughs> I mean, First everybody hit. on the internet told me First it was hit. coming. First hit. There's two hits. One of them is totally unrelated. MacBat 64, Journey of a Nice Chap. That was easy. Um, oh, good for you. I didn't find it. I uh, put some more time into Famicom Detective Club, because I need to review that still. Uh, I picked up I picked up one of my favorite... It might be one of my favorite games ever, because it's such a stupid sort of concept that works so well. 
um, part-time UFO. That's from um, the Nintendo Hal. game, right? Yeah. Well, no, it's from uh, Hal Laboratories, but I, I want to say it came out on mobile first. And you are a UFO who has, like, the claw from a UFO catcher. Um, claw game sort of thing. And your whole job is just moving stuff from one to spot to another. But it works so well. It looks fantastic. There's all these little... So it's like you, you take certain... You crash to Earth and now you're taking jobs to survive <laughs> out of like a newspaper and all the jobs are different and there's extra, um, uh, how do I put it? Every mission has like extra things you can do to get more money and then the money can be spent on costumes and costumes have costumes. actual costumes, costumes. Uh, have, have uh, differences to how the UFO flies and and picks up things and everything so that is a really really well done game that i was like expecting some quality but i wasn't expecting to enjoy it that much like had nintendo put that out on the game boy advance they they would have sold that for full price and i would have thought it was worth it but it's a pretty cheap game to begin with i picked it up on sale um and then I tried a bunch of demos from Steam, which I think is the more interesting things to talk about because it's, you know, stuff that isn't out yet, so it's kind of excited to see more of it. Um, I do, however, have to pull them up because just the name alone isn't helpful enough because uh, I played quite a few of them. Now, what was interesting was is that I could play... I downloaded a bunch of demos before it ended, like the um, Next Fest on Steam ended. But they removed access to certain demos after it was over, um, which was disappointing. So it's always a very uh, stupid practice. Well, what I don't get is like I downloaded it, so they were uh, they updated the demo not to work, and it's like indie stuff. So that was a little odd. But uh, I have a Steam page up, so I can see the stuff. So uh, the first game on my list is called Unsighted. Uh, it says it's coming out this year. I don't know whether or not that's true. It is a action game that is sort of like the map setup is kind of like a Metroid map where it has each sort of section as its own spot, but it plays like Zelda with like way more fluid combat and you install chips, which is kind of like something you did in Mega Man Battle Network because you're, I think, a cyborg of some sort. Um, but oh my god, the artwork is fantastic. The music is amazing. And like it was just so fun to play, like combat wise. Um, because you, you have that um uh stamina meter, you can only swing so many times and dodge and stuff, but it didn't feel like it was crippling. It felt like, oh yeah, it's just making sure you are choosing to attack or dodge purposely rather than just keep spamming a button um it has some weird sci-fi story that i obviously couldn't get too far into in the demo but um it's something that i think the people on our site in this chat right now um would enjoy a lot is it uh, coming to anything game... else besides pc um let me find out that's always my first question because, like, I can play on PC, but I prefer coming not to, to Switch and Windows. Okay, so 
in August. Sorry, in fall. In them switches. Um, next game was Savior. I wrote no next to it, which tells you <laughs> it's a bad. <laughs> so I gave myself little notes of like yes, no, and then some other ones. Um, yeah, Savior is a. It, it's meant to look like an old RPG Maker game, um, because <clears throat> I guess we don't have enough of those. It. No, give me a second. It's not an RPG. That's the thing. So, um, RPG Maker games kind of go like you can make RPGs with it, uh, but then you get stuff like Yume Niki, which was more um weird exploratory and then you had horror games like um corpse party started life as a uh rpg maker title isn't so savior game like really horny maybe i've never played them i just know that it was an rpg maker title that was talked about and then it got remade for a bunch of different platforms so savior tries to look like that obviously way too high de- high definition of the graphics and the controls and stuff. Um, I couldn't remap the controls, which irritated the shit out of me, because movement was the arrow keys. Uh, and not classic WASD. Uh, and then Z and X were, like, confirm and cancel, and I was like, okay, I hate this. And then the game just randomly killed me and made me start over. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's not really fun. When, like, it's already a pain in the ass to control. This is definitely somebody's jam, but it wasn't mine. Um, Rainbow Billy. Uh, the game we talked about that was really colorful. Uh, the demo started up, and then it refused to do anything. I could not move my character. I tried with the, um, controller, and I tried with the keyboard, and nothing happened. So, I don't know. It looked pretty. It looked kind of like Paper Mario, but with, like, you know, Cuphead sort of Fleischer cartoon style artwork. Um, Death Trash was the game that I've been waiting for. I even mentioned that when we t- I talked about it uh, on our post E3 show. Is one of the most uncomfortable ga- like there's it's a post apocalyptic game. I don't know if I'm a cyborg or something in it. I might be like a robot with skin over top of it, myself. But it's sort of like Fallout. You're in a vault at the beginning. And then you leave. And the world is covered in like giant flesh creatures. Oh, lovely. And stuff. But it's an action game. So you you do choose all your stats. Like the old school Fallout. It even kind of looks like that. The way that... Um, the isometric nature of it all. Yeah. But it's a, like an action twin stick shooter sort of thing. And... It's really good, so I, I want to play... I actually stopped playing it because I was just like, I don't know if my progress is going to continue on to the full game, so I'm just going to leave this for now and uh, play it when it comes out. But the fact that it was already locking me out of certain things based on like my speech or my lock-picking skill, that was really interesting to me. And it's like clearly an open world, so I really thought that was awesome. Uh, Tiny Thor is an okay platformer. It, Tiny it's Thor. Art, Tiny Thor. The <laughs> the hook of it is, I mean, Tiny Thor. He looks like Asterisk. <clears throat> the uh, Asterisk Viking. and Obelisk. Yeah. Okay. Um, it without a mustache, and uh, it was okay. Uh, it was a decent platformer, but the main hook is that 
uh, Mjolnir can be thrown and bounces around, and then you can call it, it back. People always sound um, like they're impersonating cats when they say that hammer's name. But it was okay. Like, I think the... It was re- weirdly silent. Like, there were sound effects at first, um, but there was no music. Uh, the second level had music. Um, it feels like an old-school platformer. It's pixel art looks like something that you think would have been on the old school platforms, but there's way too much of a, like way too much res, like high of a resolution. So, um, it was okay. Uh, I tried that Toem game that we talked about that was like the photography game in black and white. Oh yeah. yeah. Neat. My thing. Definitely not yours, Ken. <laughs> um, but, well, that's good. I uh, exploration based. Uh, there's some puzzles to solve. Uh, by taking photos and stuff. I think the world is neat, and I want to play more of it. Uh, Severed Steel? Is uh, that... yes. Holy shit. Holy shit, that game is crazy. I have never... <laughs> it's like Mirror's Edge on cocaine. Uh, you're just jumping, flipping around, and the, the dodging, and it's kind of like what... I what Max Payne should be if it was still around. <laughs> I I I will be buying that when it comes out. That is a crazy-ass game. Um, Glitched is coming out, I think, on PlayStation, Switch, and PC. Um, and, and by the way, Severed Steel is coming to consoles, too. Um, but I think PlayStation has been pushing uh, Glitched. It is an RPG that... Clearly is taking. Oh God! Tell, stop me where you if you've heard this before. It's an RPG that's basing itself off of Earthbound. Oh, shocker! Um, however, it's quick to get weird, um, and almost uncomfortable with the glitch effects that are happening. Um, but there's a the the main sort of hook in this that's making it different is that instead of choosing a class. You are given a uh, a character a, a, a character aspect, so like um, tenacity. It's not one of them, but like you know, oh, your character is this, so he uh, he reacts a certain way to um, so like one of them is like you're more peaceful, so you'll get into fights less often, but you aren't then skilled to be in fights that are going to happen whether or not you like it. So, yeah, it plays like an old-school RPG, but then all these characters have different attributes, and I wasn't expecting that early on, um, because they ask you to do, like, a... Um, uh, oh, God, what's the word I'm thinking? Um, questionnaire early on to determine uh, what sort of character you'd be playing. And... Uh, yeah, lo and behold, all the NPCs seem to have that as well. So, um, interested to see more. Um, I kind of stopped early on because I wanted to play some other demos before the the show. So, um, I played Bear and Breakfast, which is the bear that runs a bed and breakfast, and that game is not for me. Um, not sure who that game is for outside of maybe Smokey. Um, oh no, it's definitely for people that want to run a sim of a bed and breakfast. You just happen to play as a cartoon bear that looks like that looks like a bear from that show, The Three Bears or whatever it is, where one panda. Bears. Yeah, 
That one. Care Bears? Um, so it's the Care Bears running it? No, no, sorry. Or? Hold on. Let me... We Bear Bears. We Bear Bears. Yeah, that's it. I was going to yeah. say, if the Care Bears are running a bed and breakfast, now that's a game I can get behind. No. Um, yeah, it's it looks like that, um, but you go around, you pull up materials out of old furniture and stuff, and the whole idea is that you're running a bed and breakfast. <laughs> Not my thing. Um, Agent 64... In speaking of Mac, MacBat sixty four, this is another throwback. Uh, however, it's clearly Goldeneye. Uh, it's a low poly shooter. It does basically everything that Goldeneye does. It's nowhere near as polished, however. Um, and the demo only let me play one level, but they do that same thing where depending on the difficulty you choose, it adds more um, objectives. It's neat. It's one of those it'll depend on the price type of thing. If they ask too much, I I think there won't be enough. To pull people in, um, but it's clearly even down to the music trying to pull off that look and feel. Um, Stephanie was a uh, was the uh, is a third person uh, platformer that is from the same people who did. Um, oh my god, Anodyne, and it's looks like an old PS one sort of game in the. G- the geometry and everything, but um, it's also got a puzzle game mixed into it where you have to examine creatures on this island and then it turns into this weird putting down and linking colors and stuff and it gets harder, like it adds more aspects to that puzzle game the further you go on and it's not all necessary. Um, It's very weird, but I like the studio, so I'm in. Uh, I really like Anodyne, so this is kind of just a different game using the same engine that they built for Anodyne too. So I'm excited to see more, um, but I I don't think that'll be a game for everyone. Uh, the demo is still available, so I recommend playing that for anyone that's interested. Um, In Sound Mind is a horror game that I went absolutely not once a. I don't like horror games all that often. Um, and when I do, there's a very specific type of horror I don't like. And things peeking around corners, and as I walk up to them, noticing them last second, ducking and running away, creeps the shit out of me. And I went, yep, we're done here. And I'm pretty sure it was a mannequin, but I didn't stick around to find out. Oh my god, uh, Kim first... Cattrall's in this game? Jeez. Yes, I'm Andrew McCarthy. Um, <laughs> what if it was the sequel? No one watched the sequel, Ken. <laughs> I did. The first movie. Oh god, the first movie's bad. Second, isn't that the one where she's some sort of like princess that uh, I'm not getting into this. We've already talked <gasps> about Mannequin more than anyone should. Um <laughs> they should make anyways, a TV no, show called Mannequin. The uh the game that I think you would like Ken is called Unmetal. Unmetal. That sounds like a game that I would play. So it is the it is a Metal Gear clone and parody at the same time. Uh, clearly, the guy that's voicing the Snake character um, is doing a bad David Hayter impression, possibly on purpose. Um, you play as Jesse Fox. That's right. Okay. And you're 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 put in prison for a crime you didn't commit. And at one point, it's like. You're, you can free another prisoner, and the, he's like, he, the, the main character is like, I don't, I'm not going to release someone 
who did did a crime. And it's like, you were in here too. <laughs> stupid main character goes, yeah, for a crime I didn't commit. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. And I, I love it. There's a, the, Literally the first part is that you trick a guard to come in, making it look like you've hung yourself. And it's all done in this... Um, it's done under the guise that you are being interviewed after the fact. So the guy that's interviewing you goes, how did you get a noose in a prison? It's like, I'll get to that later. And later on, they go back to that. It's like, yeah, yeah, could you go back to the part where, like, how did you get a noose? <laughs> Once again, the character goes, I'll get back to that later. Like, the humor was spot on, um, but the gameplay is Metal Gear Solid. Um, there's an interesting leveling mechanic, too, that... You can choose whether you like you run faster or it takes less hits to knock out guards. Um, you don't have like a ducking on the ground or, or um, uh, going prone sort of thing. You don't knock on um, walls, but you can throw coins. It's done by this same developer who did Ghost 1.0 and a game called Unepic. I've so, played both of those. Okay, well, this is a game from him and it like the last couple times I think it's pretty solid and um it, it, I'm just surprised that it was as funny as it was because I was just kind of expecting a Metal Gear Solid clone because you let's be honest you don't have to really go out of the way to make jokes with Metal Gear Solid being your inspiration um but clearly he's writing jokes for other things here not just kind of making fun of Metal Gear Solid it's funny on its own merits too um and I'm another game that's supposed to be coming out soonish because it's supposed to come out summer 2021. So yeah, it's published um, by East Asia Soft, which means it'll be on everything. Oh, really? Because it's on on PC. It's published by Versus Evil. Yeah, this so. the the console versions are going to be published by East Asia Soft, which they release on everything. That they, they might do a physical release through um, what's the uh, PlayAsia. Because that's where East Asia Soft was doing all their uh, Vita and PS4 stuff. Yep. So, but it's very good. The demo is still available and should be played if you like Metal Gear Solid or Metal Gear. But let's be honest, most people didn't play the original Metal Gear. Uh, the NES version doesn't count. So, that's it for me. All right. I, I just have to say, I did a search on Unmetal so I could see the the visual style, and there's a screenshot with text that just says "fuck." With that face, you must be virgin. Okay. All right, then. Um... All right, moving on. Wombat, what's up? What's up? Um, So (laughs) it should say... It should say something uh, about how busy I've been since the last time I've been on the podcast that... I literally had to wipe the dust off of my PlayStation 5 controller um, today um, because I genuinely haven't played anything on that system since the last time I was on the show. Oh. Um, so um, I'll mention a couple things that I did play because I am on a video game podcast right now and it's a little awkward otherwise. Um, so I'm playing right now for review Game Builder Garage. Um, which is on the Switch. Uh, Nintendo developed and published a game on the Switch that is exactly what it sounds like. It's a programming game 
uh, where it kind of teaches you uh, some behind the scenes uh, game programming stuff, for lack of a better term. Here's and, where you get underpaid. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it's so basically what it is is it it shows you you have these little uh they call them in the game nodons but the, it's basically um there'll be like object ones so there there's a a character nodon that or a p- person nodon i think is what they call it that is the game character for the game that you're developing and so with that and then there's a a button nodon which is like the the uh the one that controls the button presses so there'll be like a b button nodon and you have to go behind the scenes and connect the b button nodon to the jump node on the character nodon and that lets the care or lets you press b to have the character jump um so it like teaches you about inputs and outputs and what uh, different things need to connect to each other behind the scenes in order to make a character able to be controlled and in, in order to build a level and um it's so it's pretty neat and it it um i think does a good job of kind of showing you what needs to happen uh to make the games that we all enjoy which is i think a pretty cool um uh use use case for a game like this um that being said there've been some games created in it already that at first blush you're like wow that's actually pretty cool that they were able to recreate like F0 right in this game builder garage and then you play the recreation of F0 and it's like oh yeah this is just like a sprite that's um driving around a, a track kind of um, so it's not, it's maybe not as powerful a game creation tool as it appears at first blush. Um, but I mean, you could build, a, a little, some simple games with it. And it's, um, what I, what I found the most intriguing is that my son really likes it. He thinks it's neat and he likes sort of, uh, what it's teaching him. So I, I think as educational software, uh, on the kind of things that go into building a game, I think it's pretty neat. Um, it's not like some, you know, super aggressive programming software that people are going to build. The ne- it's not RPG Maker, right? It's like it's not something that people are going to be able to build retail games out of. It's <clears throat> just kind of a fun little. Um, Hey, if I connect these characters and these characters and these characters and I build this sprite, I can recreate uh the first level from Mario kind of. Um so yeah, I know it's kind of neat but not um super powerful. I'll have a review up for it this week. Yeah, my son's um, been playing the crap out of it. He loves it. Yeah, I again, I think it's 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 neat if you just want to build um if you just want to kind of learn what goes into building a game and you just want to kind of build some simple stuff, there will be some people who build some ambitious stuff in it, but even the ambitious stuff is going to be kind of, uh, I don't know. It's, it's ambitious because of how much work would have had to go into creating it, not because it's particularly deep or interesting to play. Yeah. Um, 
the uh and then i mean genuinely outside of that um i started and i posted about this on twitter and i know i'm always the guy that's playing something that's like a year or two old <laughs> uh but instead um i decided over the last sort of 3 or 4 weeks um that i would really show myself up um and play something that is 32 years old and so I went back and started playing Dragon Warrior again. Oh, Lord. Um, and I'm going to call it Dragon Warrior because that's the version that I played. Um, and so in the last, I don't know, month, um, I've put 25 hours into Dragon Warrior on the NES. Um, and so let me just kind of backtrack for a second. So I enjoyed the first Zelda like most people enjoyed the first Zelda. But the way that a lot of people feel about the first Zelda is the way I feel about Dragon Warrior. Um, so the, the there's a significant amount of nostalgia connected to the first Dragon Warrior for me. Um, I, like a lot of people, got the first Dragon Warrior through Nintendo Power, um, which is, I think, how most of the copies in North America ended up being distributed. Um, and it was, I, like it was, I think for most people, unless you're somebody who played Final Fantasy first, um, which is possible considering it's just Dragon Warrior came out first in Japan, but I think Final Fantasy came out first over here. Um, it was a lot of people's introduction to, um, uh, turn-based RPG. Uh, it was mine and i'm sure a lot of other people's introduction into um an open world that wasn't like zelda's open world an open world where like oh i I can go all the way over here to this island and let's see what happens and then oh i got jumped by a monster that can one shot me uh i probably shouldn't go that way um and just sort of that learning through experience um uh mindset that a lot of the early rpgs had um so for me again there's there's a a lot of nostalgia associated with dragon warrior so once i decided i was going to play it um at first it was really just kind of like oh it might be kind of fun to just play an hour of dragon warrior just to kind of uh experience that nostalgia again and then it was like no you know what we're just gonna go ahead and beat this game (laughs) Um, and I don't know if either one of you have beaten Dragon Warrior. God, I don't... It's been so long since I've played it, I couldn't tell you if I beat it or not. The original? No. So the other thing it does that's cool, that I don't think people necessarily realize or associate with Dragon Warrior, is the the game, and this uh, spoilers for a 32-year-old game, everyone. Um, when the game starts out, what everybody's talking about is the fact that the princess has been kidnapped, right? Sure. And so you go through the game and you make your way to this one specific dungeon and you fight a green dragon. And, um, and by the way, they're also telling you that the dragon lord and his minions have, um, I don't know, corrupted the world or whatever. And so, uh, 
nine or 10 year old Ryan, however old I was when I actually beat the game. Cause I didn't beat it right when I first got it. Cause it was confusing as hell. It took me a while to actually figure out what was happening enough to finish the game. But I got to that part and I thought, Oh shit. I killed this green dragon. I saved the princess game must be over. And that's like halfway through the game at best. Um, it's maybe, I don't know, 40%, 30% of the way through the game. Uh, because then you rescue the princess, you take the princess back, but you still got to kill the dragon lord. So it is a grind to get yourself strong enough to kill the dragon lord. So you have to um, just wander around fighting enemies and earning gold so that you can upgrade your equipment. Um, there, There's cool pieces of, of equipment to... Uh, there's special, like, legendary equipment that you have to find in order to kill the Dragon Lord that, you know, you have to search for or that you have to talk to townspeople to figure out where it is and a townsperson will say, oh, well, go here and walk this many steps down and this many steps over and you'll find something... Um, so there's a lot of little like, uh, secrets and clues and kind of half puzzles in it. But then the other thing it does that I, I don't know that most people know is there are actual dialogue choices in the first Dragon Warrior. Um, and so most of them don't really matter much, but there's a dialogue choice at the very end of the game. Uh, that would later be replicated by other games, including uh, Blood Omen and, and others, where the final boss of the game actually offers you the chance to join them uh, and ba- rule at his side, basically. And you can say yes. Um, and the game ends. Uh, it doesn't end satisfactorily, but it ends. Um, so, like, that that kind of stuff, I don't necessarily know the dragon warrior gets enough credit for and i was reminded of it as i was playing uh through it again so it's um i I don't know that i would recommend it unless you have a strong nostalgia attachment to the game unless you just really like jrpg combat and really love grinding because you're gonna fight the same monsters over and over and over and over and over again until you get powerful enough to move to the next island and fight those same monsters over and over and over and over and over again but um that hasn't changed either no that's i mean it's it's that game is for better and worse the foundation of basically 30 years of japanese rpgs so there's a reason the series has as much um uh relevance even today as it does because it i mean it it genuinely is the template, um, especially for the games that came immediately after it, but um, also for the games that were they're making today in that genre. So anyway, that's probably more than anyone should talk about Dragon Warrior in 2021. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like that series is but, dead. No, it's definitely not. So, um, but um, yeah, and it, it makes me want to play the second one. Um, so we'll see what happens. I may end up doing that on my side. Huh. So. Well, they are they are on Switch, eh? I'm not sure. No, they they are on yeah, Switch. Yeah, they are. They re-released them on Switch. I forget how much they are. Ah, uh, they go on sale all the time. Oh. 
Yeah, and they're on they're on mobile as well. I know. Um, it's the same some of those games never. Yeah, some of those games never came out over here. Um, originally, they were then later re-released on DS. Um, and then, like I said, mobile, and I'm, I'll trust you guys that they're now on Switch as well. So, um, was three? You know better than I because I wasn't around for the NES heyday of Dragon War. Was three released on NES? Three was re- was released on NES. Yes, okay, so it's um, the the Famicom games that didn't get uh, issued over here. That they're Super Famicom, if I said that right, because um, those are the ones that are all the uh, DS remakes. Um, I think you're right. Let me just confirm quickly. Okay. Uh, as you say, the uh, four, five, six. Yeah, Dragon Quest three came out in 1992 in North America, Dragon Ooh. Warrior three, uh, which was actually four years after it came out in Japan. Can you imagine now waiting four years? It's just it's bananas. A high-profile RPG like that to come. That's too. That's too long. Dragon Warrior Four, which was also an NES game, uh, really did come over. Yes, did come over uh, in 1992 as well. Wow, I, uh, that I have it. not played that one. They were just they were um, just pushing them out to put stuff on the Famicom or the NES because the Super Nintendo was out at that point. And Dragon Warrior. I think is the first one that didn't come over here, but let me confirm. Uh, correct. Dragon Warrior 5 did not launch over here until 2009 on the Nintendo DS. Okay. I thought 4 was the first Super Famicom one, just because of the fact that it was the first DS remake one, but wow. And Yeah, and then I'm pretty sure that the that North America didn't get another one until 8. Yeah, I thought there was uh, one on PS1 that came into maybe English. Dragon Quest Seven. Yes, we did get Dragon Dragon Warrior Seven. We did get in nine, uh, 2001 on the PlayStation, the original PlayStation. PlayStation. Wow. So the PS2 is out, and they're like, "Here's a PlayStation game." Good lord. Uh, yeah, that's how it worked back then. Yep. There um, were NES so, games out oh. in like '95, I think. That's still absurd to me. Like, what yes, the last I, I, last NES game was Kirby, wasn't it? Or was it Yoshi? No, Warriors Woods. It was those red label games. I remember those. Yeah, so I played the first one, the second one. I never, I, I the only one I ever finished was the first one. Um, then I played, I played the second one. I don't think I played the third one or the fourth one. And then I didn't play another Dragon Warrior. Dragon Quest, whatever you want to call it, until eight, um, which I enjoyed but never completed. You can play you, the new played... one on Game Pass. I, I actually I own it on Switch. I own Dragon Quest Eleven on Switch. Um, you played uh, the first Builders game, right? I did. Uh, I played. Well, let me say I played the demo for the first Builders game. <laughs> I wonder if it's not in because Builders. The world of the first Builders game is a direct follow-up to the bad ending of Dragon Warrior. Where you choose to join the bad guy. It is a... Yeah. And then the second Dragon Quest Builders is a... I think it's just a straight follow-up to the good ending of... 
I, that one didn't make as much sense to me. That's the only reason why I know the ending of Dragon Warrior had a choice is because gotcha. the, it literally shows you at the beginning of Dragon Quest Builders that choice being made from like first person. Oh, interesting. I um, I don't that must not have that cutscene either must not have been in the demo or I must have skipped over it because I was not aware that that was the case in Dragon Quest Builders. I like I said I never I only played the demo enough to be like, "Oh, yeah, this is kind of neat," but never actually went black, back and played anything more substantial. So that's pretty cool that it carries over from the bad ending. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting um take cuz all the other Dragon Quest sort of spin-offs don't do that outside of Builders and Builders 2. Neat. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that's uh, that's my my Dragon Quest experience for today. All right. Anything else? Um, I wish I could say yes. Uh, but uh, I mean, genuinely, I guess I I've played a little bit more Assassin's Creed Valhalla the DLC. Um, and you know, it's still Assassin's Creed Valhalla just in Ireland now. Um. So there's not much there else for me to talk about. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I have not, um, as much as I was anticipating it, I have not played Dark Alliance because I'm going to wait and play it on uh, my brand new Xbox Series X that's supposed to be here on Tuesday. Okay, well, I'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, I mean, it. it listen, even if it sucks, I'm going to play it because I like those characters so and it's not exactly like i have i don't have experience playing games that aren't that great so it's also not a bad thing that you don't have to pay for it yeah it's true <laughs> that's true because i did i was planning on buying it for ps5 and then um everything sort of came together all at once the reviews came in and weren't that great and then the uh i was able to get an xbox and i thought oh well it's fine i'll just wait and play it on game pass on my series x and i'll get my feel of it that way yeah all right um i'll blast through some indies first because i've got some pretty big games to talk about uh it's the radalika one first uh loop index so loop index is a puzzle game where you have two little robots on each side of the screen and the objective is is to get them into the cage to move to the next level and in order to do so, you have to... So you can switch between the characters by tapping the B button. Um, and what you'll do is you'll record your movement and then just play it in a loop so that the character does what you need them to do to solve the puzzle. It's actually an interesting little concept. Uh, and I played through, I think, about 10 to 15 levels of it. And I was like, this is neat. So there's your Rattalaka game for the week. Yeah, well, I'm sort of disappointed that it's not random crap. I'm looking at it right now. It looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a solid little puzzle game. I enjoyed it. Uh, the next game is Bitmaster, which is a kind of a twin... It's like a top-down game. You're on a hoverboard. You're You're fighting waves of, like, polygonal little monsters... And the objective is just to survive and collect power-ups, and it's not very good. Like, the shooting is not very well done. The movement feels a little floaty. So, yeah. Not big on that game. Uh, Empire of Angels 4 is a um, strategy turn-based role-playing game uh, with, like, chibi 
female anime ladies. Uh, it's not my jam. Uh, Mighty Aphid was one I was excited for. It looks like a Mega Man kind of clone, and it it it's fine. Um, you even like pick a boss, you play their stage, you beat the boss, that kind of thing. But my God, whoever developed this game and put it out, the frame rate is just atrocious. Like this game runs like straight garbage, and I could not enjoy playing it. And then finally, Anthony's favorite series, Tie the Tasmanian Tiger 2. Um, Bush Rescue was the subtitle for the second game. <clears throat> I forgot that this game had a kart racing game in it, so I played that first. Then the leaderboards failed to load, and the game hard crashed, and I couldn't boot it back up. So, congratulations, that game is broken. Alright, uh, the big games that I played this week. So, I finally reviewed um, Final Fantasy VII Remake DLC. Uh, it's it's good, especially if you're into the story, to see kind of what Yuffie was doing uh, during the events of the first remake. Uh, it's relatively short. It took me about four hours to get through the story. You can probably stretch it to about seven to ten, depending on if you do all the side stuff. Uh, there is a new mini game which is like a tower defense slash card battling game that is actually better than it has any right to be. I do like the new combat, especially with her like Ninja Star, you can throw it and then, you know, pull enemies to you or pull yourself to the enemy, do like ranged attacks. It's it's actually kind of fun. Uh there's a lot of materia in this game, obviously because you know she's the self proclaimed materia master. Um as I was writing my review, I had to once again just call out, like, I cannot believe that we're not even past the first episode of Final Fantasy VII Remake. And this DLC, again, I was reminded, is only available on PS5. So PlayStation 4 owners are already locked out of the continuation of the Final Fantasy VII Remake, and we have only released one chapter. Yeah, I, I haven't even... I'll play the remake one, because I bought it. I'm an idiot. But, um... I don't know if I will going forward. Just I'll fucking watch it. It's, it's, it's going to take forever. I'm not going to buy 400 different consoles to play the fucking thing. I can't believe they start it on the PS4 and the first like four hour DLC expansion is not even available on the PS4. That just seems so fucked up to me. Like that is just like, okay, so we're going to start this on PS4. We're glad you bought that $300 edition. By the way, you can't play this DLC. I mean, it is very much a Square Enix sort of thing to do. It's a shitty thing to do. Yeah, well. <laughs> I know those go hand in hand, I'm aware. That was the joke. But I did enjoy it. It was fun to go back to that world, and I also, you know, dicked around a little bit in the main game, and boy, it really is much better at 60 frames a second. Like, that game looks really good. I, I can knock that game for a lot of things, but the thing I cannot knock it for is how good it freaking looks. looks amazing. Okay, um, the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020, the official video game. The box art is terrible, the name is terrible, that game is really fun. Like if you... Play someone in the Sonic? I did, did you see the video I posted on Twitter? No, I did not. Yes, I did the 100 meter dash in the Sonic outfit, (laughs) and my hashtag was gotta go fast. (laughs) Because I outran everybody by like a mile. Um, 
if you grew up playing like those track and field games, I've always enjoyed those. I've really like the NES track. Kind of game where you have to tap your fingers as fast as you can. In some events, yes, not in all of them. Hate that shit. Yeah, hate that shit. Uh, this one actually has like I think it's like eighteen total events, and some of them are really in depth. Like there's a baseball game in it. You have to play baseball. Um, there's a basketball game. Obviously, there's the hurdles, the hundred meter dash, triple jump. There's two swimming events. There's a bicycling event. Like, there's a lot of stuff in this game, and they all play really, really well. Um, the customization is, like, crazy. Like, there's so many, like, outfits to unlock, and, and like Anthony said, immediately you unlock the Sonic outfit, and the way you can customize, you can customize your character itself, but then you can also customize which outfit they're wearing for which event. So for the racing events, I changed my character to always be wearing the Sonic outfit, because why wouldn't you? And I think this game is really good. Like, I'm I, having a ball with it. I think the idea to go as stupid as possible is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. This game, not only does it go stupid, not only is it fun to play, but it's just really well put together. And it just kind of dropped, and like, no fanfare. And I'm like, man, I. If I wasn't reviewing this game, I probably would have bought it if I knew it was this good. Because I, I like those kind of games. So, Next up is Scarlet Nexus. Um, when this game was first announced, which feels like two eternities ago, I thought it was another Bandai Namco anime you know, open world action game, which have become kind of boilerplate and the same thing over and over and over again. Um, but it is actually an RPG with combat akin to something like Devil May Cry or Nier. Um, and it is visually stunning. Like, I love the art style of the game. Uh, the, the combat feels really good. What happens is you'll get characters in your party, and you can borrow their abilities. So, like, for example... One of the first ones you get is electricity, and some of the enemies are weak to electricity. So you you tap the button, you steal their power, you go and do the electricity attacks, and then you can do combo attacks. Um, you can also use telekinesis to pick up objects and throw them at the enemies. Um, you can perform like these crazy combos between just attacks, aerial attacks, uh, throwing the telekinesis, switching to the powers, and it can get really, really deep. Um, there's also an upgrade system, uh, they, they describe the game as, like, brain punk, so everything is brain-centered, so your upgrades are, like, these, these brain points that you use to, like, upgrade to add, like, more power to your meter, or to double jump, or to dash, or to recover when you get hit, and it's really, really good. Now, it does have a lot of that, uh, I don't want to, like, there's a lot of like talking, chatting, conversation, and bonding missions. So there is definitely a lot of anime up in this bitch, like some Persona stuff. But like outside of that, like everything else is just super buttery smooth, and I I, I am enjoying that game a hell of a lot more than I thought I would. <sighs> Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. <laughs> Sorry, Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance, not Baldur's Gate. Yes, not Baldur's Gate. 
I've been Icewind Dale for this one. Yeah, I want to like this game. I've been trying really hard to like this game. This game does not want me to like this game. (laughs) (laughs) So, overview, it is a Dungeons & Dragons game. You get to choose between the four characters. Um, You can play co-op. It's built on a system of where, like, here's a level... There are three parts to this level. Each one ends with a boss. After every fight, after every level, you go back to the hub. You, you know, collect your loot from the last level. You do your upgrades because you can't do any of that stuff while you're playing, which is not uncommon for a D and D style game. Um, the combat is third person, um, kind of over the shoulder, like an action game. Um, I'm trying to think of the the other good things to talk about. The loot system is really good. Uh, I really enjoyed like the pieces I got, the upgrading, the crafting. It's all very good. So the the combat, um, the best way to describe this is like so you can just attack with no lock on. And the problem with that is is a lot of times you'll be swinging and an enemy will move to the left or the right, and you either have to cancel out or you have to full commit to a combo that's not hitting anything but air. Now, if you lock onto the character, you will continue to attack that character regardless of where they move, but you have absolutely no visual in crowd control because it zooms in so fucking close that you can't see. In fact, half the times you'll when you lock onto an enemy, you can't even see the whole enemy. That's how close the camera goes. Um, so that causes a problem with combat. Now, if it was just the enemy sidestepping, that would be okay because you could kind of expect that, right? You can kind of see their telegraph. But the problem with Dark Alliance is that it's really fucking buggy. So enemies sometimes will just disappear and reappear behind you. Um, Some enemies won't even attack you. They'll just stand there and watch you. Um, These are just some of the examples I I discovered. I played through the first area, so it's like three levels. So I played through all three levels. There were times where the enemies would disappear. I would get attacked but there was nothing there to attack me. Um, Enemies would not attack. I would throw a projectile, and where the cursor was aimed, it would go, like, to the left or the right of the cursor instead of going to where the cursor was. Um, We did a boss fight, and the boss had half of its health, and it stepped into an area of the level, and it, the, the level just ended, and it said we killed him. He just disappeared and died. Um, the characters will skate around the level. Uh, some of the interactables won't work. Uh, the enemies just disappear at times, like just completely disappear, and you can't see them, but they're still attacking you. Like, you can still lock onto them. This game really doesn't want you to enjoy playing it. And that's a shame. Yeah, it feels like a monkey's paw kind of situation here where we got an R.A. Salvatore Dritz game and a new Dark Alliance and it's not good. 
oh, also, so you have an you have an ultimate ability that builds up through the level, right? It's kind of like a meter, and the more you attack, the more you you do things, it builds up. So there was one level where, as my ultimate ability would fill up, it would eventually just reset back to the beginning, and I never got to use it. Ugh. So I never got to use my ultimate ability. Um, there's a stamina bar, and anytime you do a heavy attack, your stamina bar not only depletes, but it depletes the total, like your your um, maximum amount. So like there's a second bar that goes down as you use heavy attacks, and eventually by the end of the level, your your stamina bar is down to like a tenth of what it was available. <laughs> this game... Ugh is something else as far as, like, why were these decisions made this way? I don't understand it, because it is it is literally the greatest, like, this is the game that you and me and all of us would have played years ago, and been like, this is our chat room, we're going to go grind these fucking levels, and we're going to have a good time, because right. it's co-op. And it's cross-play co-op, so I was playing with uh, Justin on PC. He was on PC, I was on Xbox, we were playing together. Like, that's cool shit, you know, and the, I think the PlayStation works on this one, maybe it doesn't. Um, but yeah, like, all of us just being able to play regardless of what platform we had and, and just having fun. But man, I remember I, we were playing this and he just kept saying, do you want to play another level? I was like, not really, but I kind of just want to finish this area just so that I can say I finished one area. And, and this is the kind of game that in the old days all of us would have played for like three to four hours straight, you know? And for free, with friends, I couldn't bring myself to play more than like an hour and a half. And that's not good. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. So, I hope that that team gets this game together and makes it really good because I want to come back and I want to love it. But right now, I really just don't want to play it anymore. So that sucks. Yeah, it's it's super depressing. I was stoked when those reviews came out. Like I think they came out the morning the game came out, if I remember. And all these people were just like, "Dude, this game is bad." Yeah, I was like, I- "I'm sure that you're kind of being hyperbolic," you know, like. Gaming Twitter and and YouTube is usually hyperbolic, and games aren't as bad as they make them out to be. And it was funny, because Justin had already played through a level before we played together, and he's like, you want to play? I was like, yeah. He's like, this game is not very good. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. So then we started playing, and like, the whole time I'm just laughing, I'm like, wow, how can this be this bad? This feels like a game that's due out in six months. It just mm, hurt me, man. It hurt me. Yeah, that sucks. But yeah, um, just a, a couple small things at the end here. I, I've been checking out crossplay is cool, man. Uh, so I checked out Borderlands uh, with uh, Justin as well. That is cool crossplay. Like they just added crossplay on Friday. I can finally play with a more people. So I might actually play some more of that game. And then Overwatch got crossplay, and I'm convinced that that game is still mad at me, and that they're pairing me with all the Switch players because my God, I have not seen this many bad players since I started playing this game. <laughs> there are some really shitty people out there playing this game. 
and it's like it's like the matchmaking on Switch like if you're at the level that I'm playing at are you really like a lot worse because I got teamed with some teammates that it's real bad oh and also they finally since it's crossplay now the chat like the if you played on console before there was no like text chat because no no consoles have keyboards right but now the crossplay is out there, text chat is included, and boy, oh boy, I can see why people don't like to have that on. There's just all kinds of nasty comments in the text chat. <laughs> Lots of really salty players out there. But it is nice that, you know, you can literally play with anybody. And and most of the games that I was in, you, it'll like it won't tell you what system they're playing on. Uh, but when you're in a game, if you go to the social tab, you can see who's playing on Xbox and who's playing on uh, crossplay. And a lot of my matches were crossplay matches. It is weird because they tie it to your Blizzard account. So now instead of my gamer tag in the menus, it's all the my Blizzard account name, which is not the same because when I created a Blizzard account, I could not get my gamer tag. So now whenever I get like play of the game or I see myself on the on the game end screen, it's my blizzard name and it's really kind of freaking me out. But crossplay is awesome and I think more games should do it. So Yeah, that's that's me for the week. A lot of games to play. And I didn't I don't think we had a show when it was out, but I, I did play Beat and Review Ratchet and Clank, and if you own a PS five you should buy that game. It's really good. All right. You want to talk about what's coming out this week? By the way, Wombat, not to get you too excited, but I have a news story that's going to get you going to get you going. Uh oh. It's just a rumor, but it's going to get you uh, too excited. It's a rumor I already know. Maybe we'll see. Maybe. There's all these like not to get you excited, but I have a rumor that will get you excited. Like, mm-hmm. hey. Like I told you for the show, Anthony, nobody's even like brought up a rumor, so got to get what we can get. What's coming out this week? If you got them new consoles, you can get a game called Curved Space. Uh, Spirit of the North Enhanced Edition is making its way to Xbox Series X. Uh, Descenders, which I'm assuming is a physical release or something, that game's been out forever. Uh, probably the weirdest game coming to consoles: Doki Doki Literature Club Plus. I have no idea how that'll work. I mean, um, is this a text game? No. Because of... I mean, it, it's just because of what it does. I don't know how... They're they're going to have to change some stuff because it's... Oh, you're talking about the, those... the PC stuff that it does. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, it's kind of like Undertale had a bit of that to get over too, but it's a little bit easier with Undertale. Uh, if you've been waiting to play Greedfall, that is getting enhanced for PS5 and Series X this week. And the Blaster Master Zero games are making their way to Xbox this week, which is exciting. Those games are good. If you haven't played them, you should play them. Uh, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, we've got Chicken Police Paint It Red, Curved Space, the Dungeon of Naholbeck, the Amulet of Chaos Chicken Edition. Zombies Ate My Neighbors and Ghoul Patrol. Doki Doki Literature Club Plus. Uh, Arcade Archives Raiden. 
You can finally play that without paying six thousand dollars. Uh, Oniriki, Archon the Dog Adventurer. Uh, this week's Warhammer game is Warhammer 40k Space Wolf. Uh, the Procession to Cavalry, Treasure Hunter Simulator, and Walden a Game. Whatever that is. I don't know what that is. It's a game. It's Walden a Game. For the Nintendo Switch, you can play Bocce. Uh, Mighty Aphid is making its way over. Chicken Police also destroy all humans. Disgaea 6, Defiance of Destiny, Unrelenting Edition. Sky, Children of Light. A Tale of Synapse. It's not, it's not connected to Darkened Sky, the Skittles game, is it? I, I wish. That's a remaster we need right there. <laughs> Darkened Sky. God, I remember that. So many goofy-ass merchandising tie-in games in that generation. There was. There was. I do love the story of that one, though, where it was like, we got the license. Then they went, what do we do with it? And they went, whatever you want. <laughs> Left them to be. Well, I mean. They got to make what they wanted to make. Like, you know, they had, like, no budget. So. But, I mean, why? why do you even... Like go after the Skittles license. I don't. Um, but well, I want to say it was like they were a book publisher. Like the g- company that published that game was like book publisher or something like that. Like they weren't even like a f- video game company, really. It's um, the rainbow. <laughs> yeah, pu- publisher <clears throat> Simon and Schuster. They used to make games. No, SNS used to make games. No. Did they? Yeah, Simon and Schuster used to make games. They published a lot of stuff on PC. Simon and Schuster okay. Interactive. Yeah. Yep. All right. I did not know that. Yeah, that... this was towards the end of their publishing run. Then. Yeah, absolutely. They were more like mid '90s PC games. So. Uh, we've got a tale of Synapse, the Chaos Theories, Anna's Quest, Ghost Runner making its way to Switch. Mina and Miki, Alphadia Genesis 2, Discolored, uh, <laughs> Dragon Question, that's a funny name to me, Kikarino World, Kira Kira Stars Idol Project Reka, Path Through the Forest, Red, White, Yellow, uh, <laughs> don't ask me, man. I don't know. Uh, Epistory Epi- Typing Chronicles. <laughs> Food Truck Arena. Man, if that's a Battle Royale, I want to play that. Just drop a hundred food trucks onto an island. Let's fucking go. What if uh, it was just Twisted Metal? I'd play that too. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, Mythic Ocean. Revolver and Company, and Super Destronaut DX2. Surprisingly, there's not a uh, bunch of shovelware on the Switch this week that is 4th of July themed. Very interesting. I guess they ran out of, uh, ran out of ideas. Let's those out this week. If you want to play some stuff, you can play that stuff. 
Let's get into the news. I'll just kick it off with this. So this rumor I saw floating around Twitter this morning, it's on uh, reported by website Gaming Route that a Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver remaster is in the works and will be announced later this year. I was not aware of that rumor. Oh, so that's not the one you um, heard. No. Um, it uh, is interesting, but I don't want to remake. I mean, I don't think we're going to get new games at this point. The only reason I want to remake is so it can sell well and maybe convince them to make a new one. Yeah, I. you know the other thing I like about remakes of games from this era is that it makes them easier to play now. That's true. That is true. Um, um, if I want to go play Soul Reaver, I need to boot up an emulator or you know dig out an old console, and I just don't want to go through that mess. Yeah. So... I'd, I would be happy if we at least got a new Legacy of Kane game, albeit a remake, you know, just so people remember how good that series was. Correct. Uh, Anthony, you showed me the GoldenEye Far Cry stuff. Yeah, I know. That is now gone because people don't like fun. Um, From my understanding, though, that the dev still has... The guy, so... For anybody that didn't know, they remade like a. I want to say it was one person, but I think it may have been a group of people. Basically, remade all the levels from GoldenEye in Far Cry Five Arcade. It was only accessible on PlayStation Four, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, because that's not cross. That stuff doesn't cross over. Um, but from my understanding, Ubisoft took it down. The dev still has all the files, and the dev is going to go back in. And figure out a way to make it so it's not on the b- border of, you know, questionable material. Um, I personally don't think that there should be an issue because they're not using any of the assets from the original game. Yeah. So it's all eyeballed. Um, you know, so it's not like there should be anything to stop this from happening. But I get it, Ubisoft wants to not cause problems and lawsuits because it's them that ends up having to deal with it. Do we um, even know who owns the James Bond license now? Well, IO Interactive is using it, um, right, because they're making the new game. But who owns yeah. that license? Because IO obviously doesn't own that license. No, it's the... Um, oh, God. It's... Uh, Didn't MGM so, just get bought? Yes, but MGM only has the licensing for the movies. It's actually a separate company that owns James Bond. Interesting. Um, give me a second. I'll find. This it. is why. This is why licensing sucks, kids. Um, do, 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 do. yeah, I don't know who owns the games because it was Activision and EA and Nintendo at one point had the rights because of GoldenEye. And it's like, yeah, well, yeah, uh, and it's. With every with every old James Bond game and every old licensed game, not only do you have to go back and then talk to the publisher at the time, uh, depend say we we're just working on the idea that the license is still in the same hands. You have to talk to the publisher, then the publisher that we're publishing it now, who owns the rights, the developer because they technically have ownership over the IP as well to some extent because they made the code. Yeah, Microsoft couldn't even put out that GoldenEye remake because they didn't have a license for it. Nope. 
Which is crazy, because you realize how much that thing would have sold? Yeah. That thing would have sold Eon. Game Pass. Uh, <laughs> I want to say it's Eon Productions. Okay, I have no idea who they are, so sounds Yeah, right. because they primarily produce James Bond films. Yeah. Um, yeah, from Doctor No to the new one, basically. So, um, yeah, I, I want to say it's Eon Productions that has the technical rights, and MGM has some involvement. It's fucking weird. Like the, the Amazon buying MGM um, doesn't have the rights to James Bond included. That's so funny because when that story came out, the the websites were all like, "What will Amazon do with the James Bond license?" Like, um, hold hold Whatever on. Whatever they can, <laughs> but the, they don't have the ownership. So, yeah. uh, if you've got a Nintendo Switch and you're looking to play Monster Hunter Stories too, there's a demo available now. You can also play a demo for Neo: The World Ends with You on the Switch and PlayStation Four. I feel like demos are starting to get a comeback, and I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's what made me buy Mirror's Edge, like day one. EA is rumored to be working on a revival of an established IP, and the entire internet believes it's Dead Space. That's the rumor that I heard that you were talking uh, that I thought you were talking about. I don't know why you'd be excited for Dead Space. You don't like horror games. I... I was, yeah, I was, I was puzzled as to why you thought I would be excited about it. Oh, no, um, no, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would be excited if they brought Dead Space back, but at the same time, there's also that other game made by the Dead Space team that's coming as well, so. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> the stupid expanded universe. Yeah. Of G. Uh, it still makes it's, me it's laugh. A dead, it's a horror game made by the Dead Space guys. I don't care what universe it's in. Gimme, 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 Jimmy Woods. Okay? Bonus points if you got that reference. Anyway, um... Microsoft had a couple of announcements this week. First off, they announced uh, some new monitors designed specifically for Xbox. Um, yeah, monitors in quotes. Yeah, because they don't have, uh, one of them has a built-in sound bar, but most of them don't have, like, regular speakers, I don't think. Well, and they're huge. Yeah, they're 55 inches. Um, they do feature 4K, 120 hertz, HDMI 2.1, AMD FreeSync Premium Pro. Uh, they're also stupid fucking expensive. We're talking $1,600 for the Philips one. Fourteen hundred dollars for the Asus, and uh, nine hundred and fifty dollars for the twenty-eight inch Acer. You're not gonna buy an LG OLED for less than all of those. Uh, although the monitors do have a one millisecond response time, which no TV can match. So, if that's what you're looking for. That's what these are for. Microsoft also announced a 2D side-scrolling game based on Space Jam, the new movie. Uh, It will be available on Game Pass on day one in July, around the same time as the movie. It's called Space Jam, A New Legacy, The Game. Uh, They also announced three controllers 
which the only people that I think made excited by that were the influencers who got them for free so they could post it on Twitter. Look at this cool box Microsoft sent me. Yep. Because um, I'm not going to buy any more Xbox controllers. I can make my own now because, you know, Design Lab's back, so if I want a controller, I'll just make one. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, we talked about Borderlands 3 adding crossplay, which is cool. Um, it's also not available on PlayStation. No big shot there. Yeah, even though Jim Ryan came out this week and said we uh we love crossplay, we want it on more of our games. Put up or shut up, Jim. <laughs> yeah, he's like, of course we want crossplay on more of our games. We want that money. Oh, God. Businesses suck. Uh, Anthony, do you have anything while I'm scrolling through? I'm trying to remember for the, the VCS I reviews. only have bad news. Don't know if I want to make people sad, so it's one of those, like, yeah, maybe I should just not say this. It's kind of funny. Um, um, I saw the VC, the Atari VCS reviews came out this week, and it was a reminder that, yeah, that thing's still coming out. That, it's a reminder that that thing is literally just like, here's a there's okay. an Android box that No, it's not an Android box, it's Linux. Whatever. You know what I mean. Android. It's just a yeah, box here's that can a Linux play shit. Yeah, here's a here's a computer. Alright. I don't know why you'd buy this specifically. I have no idea because I, I watched a video on it. Jeff Grubb did a video on the VCS and It's meh. Yeah, it looks like one of those boxes that you can emulate shit on and play a bunch of old games and I'm just like, I don't know. Apparently you can like put Windows it. on it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's Linux-based, so yeah. But it's just like, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't I don't see the point of it. But then at the same time, it's Atari, and like, that company isn't really Atari. They're not even the Atari that Infograms bought. Like, it's, it, what is it? It's just it's just a guy in an apartment it's a brand in name France. name at this point. Yeah, Atari is just a brand name. It's out, and they were going to make a casino hotel thing. There was Atari licensed. Like why? They Bitcoins and then they did oh my god, they did they did NFTs. Which just Boy, NFTs god, came and went bad. real quick, didn't they? Thank God. Thank God. They're shit. I can't believe people like got real Nothing. deep into that and then it died. Um, um The Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba, the Hinokami Chronicles, uh has been announced. It's coming October fifteenth. I don't know what that is. Apparently an anime, and it's a Namco Bandai game. So put two and two together. Okay. There you go. Um, oh. oh, go ahead. Yeah, the bad news. Uh, the, the bad news, I'll figure what's, if you have something else, I'll cut in now. Bad news is that, uh, are you familiar with BSNES, the emulator? Yeah, I saw this last night. Hi, which, Dan. Which, which SNES emulator? BSNES. B. BSNES. Oh, okay. Um, the uh, developer uh, committed suicide from online uh, bullying. Yeah, I yep. saw. I uh, saw the guy from Limited Run Games reaching out to see if somebody could get in touch with him last night. He's in Japan, right? I don't know. I think I think I, I was. Knew, reading, I only know the name. I um, was reading the thread, and apparently he was in Japan, and they were trying to get somebody to get a hold of him. Uh, yeah, online bullying. Um, I'm not going to name the site even though I want to because it's not really uh but it's like if you're if your whole goal in life is to 
uh, go online and treat people like shit. Um, I mean, look, it's not, it's, it's gonna happen sometimes. It's not always intentional. I get it, but like this site to being a piece of shit. Like, um, you know, this is uh, one of the cruelest things you can do. And quite frankly, you're lucky if you're anonymous. You're lucky that the site. This is to nobody, I guess, because let's be honest, no one from this site should be listening to us. And if you are, fuck yourself. Um, wow, okay. He does not speak for all of us. I love you. To the site just... that uh, bullied the man to death? Yeah, no. I'm no, good. I thought you were talking uh, about us. No. Oh, okay, never mind. No, no, no. I don't uh, the, site, the site, yeah, the site, it was a site effort to bully this man. And all they do is go and bully people online that they find a little bit weird. Um, and, uh, Fuck you, if you're out there listening. If not involved with this, don't get involved with this stuff. Like, this is a crime. Like, you can go to jail, as proven, with the uh, girl that texted her friend to kill himself. And he did. So, it's it's a shame. I don't really know what to say, like, other than, like, you... This guy was in charge, uh, or, uh... Oh, yeah, he was in charge of, like, Hygan, which is, like, a multi-emulator. And, like, these are the people that keep this hobby alive, really, for as long as it gets to be. Because, like, hardware dies over time. We can keep the files alive, and it's just disappointing that this guy was bullied to the point of that. So, um, sorry, it's just rambling now. Anyways, Ken, hopefully you have good news to follow us up, otherwise it's just a downer. Uh, (sighs) were you curious what Yoshinori Ono was doing next? You're gonna have to fill me in on Street Fighter producer, is. the guy that worked on Street Fighter. Oh, all those. You know, no. carried around the little Blanca doll. No, because I don't care. <laughs> Everybody knows Ono. Ono is a legend. No, I'm not really because I didn't. I was totally out of Street Fighter. Okay, well, he has moved on. He is now a uh, working on Melty Blood type Lumina. I'm sure Melty Blood fans are happy. I would be. I kind of want to play Melty Blood now. You've never played Melty Blood. I played, like, one of them, I think. And I was like, wow, this is some anime-ass anime. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I can't even argue that. Yeah, that's kind of Melty Blood in a nutshell. It's a fighting game. That's anime-ass anime. Uh, Konami announced a new game. Y'all see that? Y'all see this? No. So, say it again? Konami did what? Announced a new game. Oh. It is called Crime Sight. It's for the PC. It's a digital tabletop game where teams, two teams compete in a clue-style murder mystery. What's it called again? Sorry? Crime Sight. Crime Sight. Crime Sight for PC. Interesting. I forgot it's Mario Golf horrible. came out. Nobody played it. Yep, it sure did. Yeah, I have not yet played it. It's the first but one. Too. I was at Top Golf. I was at Top Golf on Wednesday, and they had Mario Golf advertisements everywhere. Oh, nice! Um, that was the first Nintendo game that I saw the reviews come out the day before, and they were not especially glowing. Really? Yeah. I'm for a Nintendo game. When you see a Nintendo game, you expect eights and nines, right? That's like what you expect. Right. It's got like sixes and sevens. I was like, oh. Okay. Well, Drew, when he said, like, 
oh, it's only this many courses. Even I went, I'm out. Like, that's not enough for, it's like, five courses or something like that. Oh, God, no. No. Hold on. Let me pull it up. If it's only five courses, that's bad. If it's not on the show, you know. It's not that. It's I almost clicked on his old account. Oh, yeah. Um, Stupid Twitter. Four. Four courses in (gasps) Mario Golf Super Rush. That's it? Why do I feel like I need to wait on this game? I'm not paying $60 for a game with four courses. It'd be, he's my, for some reason, Drew, who's not on this show, <laughs> right now, if he's correct on this, I'm going to assume he is. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, no, no thank you. Two Four courses for $60? <laughs> Bill Spencer uh, did an interview this week uh, with a couple of tidbits of information. First off, Halo Infinite will not be delayed into 2022. He said the reason they have not announced the, the specific release date yet is because they're moving around from other titles so that Halo, you know, has its own breathing room. Uh, but he said it's now narrowed down to a three to four week period this fall or this winter. So it will be out in 2021. He was also asked about Killer Instinct. To which he replied, we love Killer Instinct, and we definitely want to bring it back, but the time needs to be right. So. Oh! I'm for Halo still. Yes, after E3, I am way back on the Halo train. Stuff they showed looked real good. Um, Looking for any more video games. Yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm... I, I agree with you. The stuff they showed did look good, but at the same time, like I, uh, I want to actually play the single player, and that's really all I care about at this point in my life. I, I know Anthony and I were talking about like watching that multiplayer footage, like made me want to kind of play, and it's free, so maybe I'll give it a weekend and see if it if it hits with me. I'm sure I'll play it. Um, but I mean, I just, I don't have the time or energy to devote to being good at a multiplayer game anymore. So online competitive multiplayer is not my jam anymore. So what I want to, what I'm interested in for Halo is the single player. So I hope that it's good. Yep. I'm looking for the reality. What this, I mean, so E3, I haven't had a chance to talk about it because I haven't been on here. Yeah. Yeah. If you got something Um, to talk about, let's talk about it. Yeah. E3 did accelerate, um, my uh purchase of a series x but not because of halo um because of flight simulator and psychonauts um and both of those are within the next couple months so i um i had to ramp up my search (laughs) for a uh for a series x because i did not want flight simulator to launch without having one (laughs) i didn't want flight um, simulator to launch without me Right, that's exactly true. <laughs> um, so yeah, so but I, but I am obviously I'm interested in Halo. I um, have played all of them, so I'll play this one as well. But it's not it's not the killer app for me for this system. Uh, honestly, genuinely, Flight Simulator is the killer app for me on this system. Yeah, I'll try out Flight Simulator. Obviously, because did anybody see the discourse going around about Game Pass? Um, this weekend, just curious. I try to avoid any and all discourse. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> so no. I was just curious because like we talk about Game Pass on this show a lot, and the discourse going around was like some people out, adults, grown adults, believe, and, and I understand where this thought comes from, but they believe that people, you know, like YouTubers and journalists and people who cover games are paid to talk about Game Pass, when in truth, no outlet is given money to talk about Game Pass unless they're specifically doing an advertisement. Yeah, one, that's illegal. Yes. Um, if you're on YouTube, it, don't disclose something. It's illegal. Even if you're in another country, because you're still operating under American law. You have to disclose. Now, you might have extra laws, depending on where you are, um, but uh, that's some horse shit. Yeah. And uh, two, it's kind of like the equivalent of saying that uh, people get paid to talk about Nintendo Steam. What? <laughs> like, you know, that that's the most absurd thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just a great fucking deal, and if you don't have it, if you have an Xbox or a PC and you don't have Game Pass, I start to question, like, do you even like video games? Because, like, holy shit, there's just a bunch of shit on there, and it, like, costs next to nothing to play stupid expensive games for free. $20 just got put into Ken's bank account. <laughs> Cha-ching. Yeah. Cha-ching. Uh, it's, yeah, that's, I'm sorry, that's, that might be the dumbest thing I've heard in a long time. And I hear myself speak so you know that <laughs> that is bad. That is Yeah, I I just like I talk about Game Pass all the time because I'm like I'm shocked at the stuff that I get to play without having to pay for it. So is it I have to uh, why am I asking something I don't want to know more about? Um is it like a weird conspiracy? Like does it seem to be like a group of people or just a random It was it was a group of the the PlayStation people that were accusing like figureheads that they promote game pass because Microsoft pays them. And I'm just like, dude, I'm sorry. If you're, if you're a grown adult and you're out there worried about, you know, console marketing or fucking what this game does compared to that game, like grow the fuck up. I have, I have two counterpoints of actual value, um, other than just clowning on these people. One, if PlayStation offered an equivalent on any level, and I mean like an equivalent, not PlayStation Now. I'm sorry, that doesn't that doesn't hold up. You would hear people talk about that more. Oh, absolutely. And my proof of that is that while it's not fantastic, I do hear people talk about Apple Arcade. Quite a bit. It's so cheap. clearly, yeah. there is a value there that people are not seeing in PlayStation now. Which, My by the second... way, I think you can get uh, uh, four months of Apple Arcade free right now if you're a Target uh, Circle member. Yeah, I saw that. I actually, I got was it six months for my Apple TV purchase? I got six months of Arcade for free, and I've been I've been messing around with it on. On my TV with an Xbox controller, and I think that's pretty cool. My second point is that I have heard, like, I'm assuming I know what people that they're kind of referring to, um, but, like, you know, how often do you hear people talk about the games with gold 
and the PlayStation Plus stuff. And as of late, people have probably been talking more positively about the PlayStation Plus. Those people aren't getting paid by PlayStation. That's not probably. So, Games with gold is fucking garbage. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, as of late, I. In the past, it's like sometimes you get that one good game, but it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, like every month when that gets announced, people and people actually talk about the specific titles. That's not something that Game Pass, we, we even we do. And I listed off every fucking game that was like announced at E3 last. So, like, you know, yeah, we talk about some of them that are coming to Game Pass. But most, like, there's new ones all the time, and we don't go into detail. And the PlayStation Plus stuff does get talked about because there's only like three or four titles but still they usually have a banger in there for the last like four months yeah so it's like you know are those people getting paid to talk positively about playstation no it's the same thing it's people are looking at that as it's the it's literally how steam became popular is that they saw some benefit in offering people a good deal and that does your marketing for you. So yeah. that's all these people are doing. Wait, even us, when we go, we love that we have Game Pass because I play it that way. Like, it's not, oh, we got paid by Game Pass. Not that I think anyone listening to this show thinks. Um, but it's that, yeah, that's a good deal that I've put some money into Game Pass and I can just play it right now without having to drop another, up here, it's another $90 for some games. Like, I, I don't know how anybody can't see how that would go hand in hand. Like, oh, these people that may not even get a code for this are talking positively about a game that's on Game Pass because they don't have to go out and spend their own money. That's that's it. That, there's nothing more to that conspiracy. Yeah. Now here's where you segue into another conspiracy, Ken. I don't have any more conspiracies. I have to talk about Aliens Fireteam Elite. Oh, I was gonna say the blue box thing has sort of <laughs> people are going crazy about. Blue oh yeah, box we can talk studios. about the blue box thing in a minute. But first up, uh, Aliens okay. Fireteam Elite uh, will be. They announced the release date of August. Uh, the game will be cross-gen play, but not cross-platform play. I, I forgot mean... that they announced that game, and then when they came out and said it's coming out in like a month and a half, I was like, oh, because I kind of want to play that game. I wish I had more interest in those types of games, not to diminish them. It's just not my thing. Aliens is, is, is a weird one for me because like, I really like that universe and the games have been like, there's been some really good ones. Like alien trilogy was really good. Alien isolation was really good. A lot of the old arcade games were really good. Um, there's just not a ton of aliens games. And then you get like shit like colonial Marines and it's just like, ugh. All right, you want to talk about the blue box conspiracy? <laughs> you know, I I here's a weird thing that I I didn't think I'd say. Um I appreciate most of the people that have put the time and effort thinking that Kojima is is pulling a fast one again. I I think it is it is a positive thing to think critically something I should probably do more often um <laughs> but boy did some people take it too far and clearly don't know when to stop 
Um, you know, it was interesting because Ken, you were like, "Yeah, this is this might be Kojima again, right?" I mean, there were so many like coincidences of of things that made it look like it was. But then, you know, I heard a few people talk about it, and it's like if you think back to the 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 fucking Metal Gear Solid Five stuff, none of it was as clever as these people were giving this one to credit for. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing with Metal Gear Solid Five. I mean, I think if someone had it within the week, the the Phantom Pain, all the empty spaces. Just made you could put Metal Gear Solid there, and it was like, <laughs> but it was, it was simple, right? And it's like, I think people were looking into how Death Stranding was announced with all the things that were happening, and like Kojima never did that stuff, but we were right off the end of PT, which was put out underneath the fake company name that did say like, oh, you're crazy for thinking this or that right um yeah i mean man, take... the man to be fair the man did put a dude in a prosthetic that wasn't even <laughs> real it is true but I, I i understand how people got here like not like ex- like yeah okay metal gear solid 5 stuff like look at how pt had to be solved even right to see the silent hills trailer part of it i understand the precedent has been set but boy, was some of that started to be reaching. Now, to be fair, I went. I would also something that no one seemed to bring up in all the stuff I was like was that like Kojima also takes the piss a lot. Like Metal Gear Solid Two is almost fully just making fun of the people that like gave Metal Gear Solid put like elevated Metal Gear Solid like oh, you know it's so cool and stuff, and then like Raiden is literally like this is what you look like. So it's not. Like, outside the realm of possibility that all the stuff that people were like, look, Kojima's confirming it. Or Kojima's making fun of you. Because he does have that weird sense of humor. Like, you know, with the new Death Stranding director's cut, where he puts the blue box over top of And people are like, whoa, shit! It's a blue box, right? Like, yeah, but Kojima... Like, first of all, there's only so many colors that you could... And who gives a shit? It's a box. Uh, it's more like, hey, look, he's doing Metal Gear Solid should be the more important part. But it's like, he could have also chosen that just because. You know? Like, just yeah. because he wanted to make fun of you. However, <laughs> I, w- I said to you, Ken, I bet this is a guy who, like, I don't know if he's doing an asset flip or something, but it's a studio that, like, clearly has bullshitted themselves into a position <laughs> that they are screwed. And it's like, we either leaned into this and make some money and get the fuck out. Or we treat this legitimately. But then I said he hadn't shown his face. Well, he did put out that that video that looks like a ransom video. Yeah, he's but, being held hostage. Stitch. Um, but he, he came out, uh, Hassan Haraman, I believe is his name. Um, and, and like I said, like, yeah, no, this is me or whatever. Have you seen that people still think it's fake? People think he's a CG character. I can't. I can't at this point. <laughs> I can't. I, can't, I, can't I was with, like, uh, y'all are bored. Is 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 really kind of my point of this? Is like, 
y'all are bored because like I get that this stuff is fun. I, I like a good mystery as any as much as anybody else. But maybe do something else besides try to connect this because like here's the thing: all you're gonna do is build this guy and this team up, and then get really pissed when it's not that. Well, I I blame partially. Well, they didn't help with their S and L. Like, our game's name begins with an S, ends with an L. Bullshit. Yeah. Don't lean into it because the internet's going to make it a bad time. And I think he took too long and, you know, messaging Jeff Keighley and it's like Sly and it's like Jeff Keighley was part of the Metal Gear Solid 5 trick. Now, I don't know if he was actually involved with it, but like they did have that guy with the prosthetic in that interview. What was that dude's name? Uh, uh, Ishmael. Well, Ishmael was, but the the guy's name, Joaquin, uh, Joaquin, uh, something. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was Hideo Kojima as an anagram. Yes, that's right. And it was, my favorite, by the way, my favorite part of that is just like the the actor, <laughs> like his face, like oh yeah, <laughs> he looks like he's drunk. Uh, but yeah, like I. Uh, I hate to break this to people on the internet because I do appreciate it again, like that people like put this stuff together. It's fascinating to me, but like one, most things aren't ARGs and two, most ARGs are bad. (laughs) Like like the real ARGs that we've had. I love bees or is it? We love bees for Halo. Oh, the Halo thing. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. No, like it's, it, it's all small stuff. 90% of the time, it's, like, really small stuff, and you don't get it. And, like, you know what? The last big one, the last real big one was an ARG for Frog Fractions 2, which was fucking crazy, because they added a bunch of stuff to old indie titles that led to some sort of clue that it was Glitter Mitten Grove, and then in Glitter Mitten, there was a certain thing you had to do, and then you could access Frog Fractions too. And it's like, it was a lot. Um, but it was fascinating, and I, again, it's like, I don't know, I, I just think people took this one a little too far, and I feel bad for the guy somewhat, not so much in other ways, because he kind of leaned into it, but I've... I'm fascinated, because I'm still fascinated to know what the fuck the game is, because we really haven't seen that either. Yeah, they came out, the, the the demo thing was supposed to be out on the 25th on Friday, and then he pushed it back to August, and people were pissed. I got news for you people on the internet, video games are hard to make. Especially when you're like a tiny studio. Yep. That may or may not be one person contracting work out. Yep. <sighs> Alright. Uh, we'll do some emails and some tweets. We'll get out of here. Unfortunately, Wombat had to drop. So hopefully everything is okay on that end. Antonio shoots an email. He says, Sup, fellas. Finally, d- by the way, his email is entitled Chick4G Podcast. You'll understand why at the end. Uh, Sup, fellas. Yeah, finally- Chick fil A, I'm assuming. No. Um, but oh. close. Close. Uh, sup, fellas, finally, finally dug my heels into Metro Exodus now that the 60 FPS current gen upgrade has dropped. I'm enjoying the Series X, and I'm looking forward to the Doom Eternal upgrade this Tuesday. Oh, yeah, I forgot that's out on Tuesday. 
Uh, on the PS5, I'm taking my sweet time with Ratchet and Clank. Absolutely love it. Plan on getting the Platinum plus another playthrough. On a non-gaming note, I binged Sweet Tooth on Netflix, and that show is really good. Yes, it fucking is. I need to watch it. I like the artist. Um, that show was amazing. Is... I loved it. Yeah, are you? You don't read comics at all, right? Not anymore. Um, but okay. even even when I did, I didn't know anything about this one. So, so this is uh, Jeff Lemire, who's Canadian. I've actually met him. Uh, very quiet man. Um, but Jeff Lemire's like solo stuff is really odd. Um, so he did Essex County, which is a very sad sort of down to earth story. Uh, he did Underwater Diver, which is Holy Diver. Um, which is fascinating on how he uses comic panels. Like you, he explained that to us live when he did this thing at my college. Um, but he's a really amazing writer at DC as well. So I, I didn't realize that his comic, uh, Sweet Tooth got picked up on Netflix. I've been meaning to watch it. I just keep forgetting. Oh yeah. It, I binged it in like three days and I, at the end of it, I'm like, fuck, I thought this was just like a one-off series, but it looks like there's going to be more. So I need them now. Uh, I also binge season two of Black Summer. It's from the creator of Z Nation, which I never got into because of its comedic aspect. But I really enjoyed Black Summer since it's more grim. Uh, one last thing. I tried Burger King's new Chicken Sandwich. I like it better than Popeye's Sandwich, but that's not saying much because I think Popeye's Chicken Sandwich isn't good at all. If it wasn't... Thank you! Thank you. Popeye's is not good! Popeyes is where you go if you're stoned and it's the closest thing for you. <laughs> I hate Popeyes chicken. Oh, if, fuck. It, if it wasn't for Chick-fil-A sandwich, I would think I just didn't like chickens in sandwich form. It must be the bigotry Chick-fil-A puts in it. <laughs> <laughs> so funny story, uh Dave, um, who used to write for the site and be on the podcast, he and I used to work together in an office. And there was a Chick-fil-A near where we work, so we used to go to lunch together. And sometimes I would look at him and I'd be like, hey, Dave, you want to go get a big chicken sandwich? <laughs> oh, shit. So, yeah, Chick-fil-A, I, I hate what they stand for, but the fucking sandwich is really good. Ain't gonna lie. Sandwich is tasty. <laughs> I don't have. I, I would never go there because I'm. I mean, if you've listened to this podcast, you know I'm a moral-filled asshole that's too dumb to realize when he contradicts himself. But um, I just, I don't know. it's one of those things where it's like knowingly, I just can't do it. Plus, like I think the closest one is in Toronto, and I'm not driving there to have a sandwich that feeds into bigotry. I, and I know if you break it down, you know the CEO's your favorite companies. Like, a, I don't a, I don't really have favorite companies, and b, like. If I if I know it, there's a problem. I, I understand it, um, and I certainly don't care if you don't go there because of that. Um, but I do go there and eat on occasion. I also don't judge people that go there. Like it's just, and, and it's I think that's strictly... I think that's what bothers me the most is like when you get mad that somebody does go there. I'm like, man, it's, it's all the same stuff. Like corporations are bad. Period. If you choose yeah. not to go, that's cool. I I totally respect it. That's fine. It, and I, I realize you might have stopped midway through the email, but it's like, just a side note, because we really didn't talk about it. So Scott Coffin of Five Nights of Freddy fame has 
license it out or, or sell the IP or whatever. And I know he's made his money ever, but like, I think he didn't realize like, Hey man, one, your audience has a lot of people that you are supporting. Um, like politicians who actively set laws that fuck up these people's lives. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And two, you are one man. You are a single person. It's not like when I hear people like, "Oh, I don't, I don't buy Ubisoft games," and I have friends that do that. And like again, no, no judgment. You do you, man. But like, he's like, I feel kind of guilty handing Ubisoft money because of knowing stuff that happened in their upper management. But I'm like, yes. I understand that. But at the same time, if we start doing that, like, I'm going to break it down to you a lot of stuff. Like, hey, the phone that you might be listening to this on, like, did you know that they had to do... Like, I'm not going to guilt trip you every step of the way because as soon as you break it down, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a really bad life to live. And I'm not saying to ignore that stuff either. But I don't get pissy with people, you know, going to... Chick-fil-A because let's be honest the people that are working in Chick-fil-A probably aren't like actively going and doing that stuff with their money so like you know the guy that makes money because of trickle up economics like you know he's the bad guy in it like not not everybody that works on level so going and protesting at your local Chick-fil-A thanks go to their headquarters everybody is what I'm saying uh, and Bye. as far as the chicken sandwiches go, I have not tried the chicken. I have tried the McDonald's equivalent, meh. The Popeyes equivalent. So, so what's meh. what's the McDonald's equivalent? I forget what it's called. It's just like it doesn't even have like a fancy name. It's just like the crispy chicken, but it's on like a special roll oh. with the sauce and the pickles. Yeah, yeah I've never heard of that. I tried it, not for me. The Popeyes didn't care for Chick Fil A sandwich though. Oof. If the, if he's saying the Burger King one is better, now here's my problem. Burger King is fucking terrible. Like, um, every time I've been to so Burger King in the last year, it's been absolutely awful food. Here's my here's my my problem with Burger King is that I I like their chicken. I like their fries. I do like their my chicken. issue. My issue with them is is that they are the most inconsistent restaurant. What's funny they is they're are, called Burger King, but their burgers are usually terrible. Well, they're not called Burger King all over the world for a reason. I can't remember what their Australian name is. Um, give me a second. Shit pickle. Burger King. No. Australian name. What is it called again? Hungry Jacks. Oh, I've heard of Hungry Jacks, yeah. Yeah, well, that's 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 Burger King. So, um, it's... My, my issue with them is that they are so inconsistent, though. Like, it is... it. Like, I've had burnt chicken from them, which I... How... Like, chicken fries. They were just so fucking... That I was like, these are disgusting. Um, and it's like, McDonald's, I feel like, is... I mediocre. Eat. Consistently mediocre. Like, I know exactly what I'm getting. This is not fine dining. This is crap. <laughs> However, it's consistent crap. The chicken's always going to be cooked. The The fries are going to be somewhere between lukewarm to piping hot but you know they're always going to be covered in so like it's always going to taste the same it's just going to be how warm they are like um, Burger King is like fuck you here's some uncooked fries and burnt chicken type of shit and it's just like ah 
I don't want to. So I disappointing. Don't, I don't want to be a spoiler, Anthony. But there's one fast food restaurant that's always good. Is it? Is it Chick Fil A? No. Okay. Come on, it's a joke on the show. What do we always talk about? Dude, Chick Fil A is the one that comes to mind more often. Taco than not. Bell. Dude, Taco. Taco Bell. I, I was thinking. No, I was thinking actual food, Ken. <laughs> I was thinking actual food. You can't. Taco Bell isn't serving you chicken sandwiches. No, they can serve you a chicken quesadilla. But that's why would I jump to tacos? We were talking about chicken meals and stuff. We were talking about fast food. What, okay, well, fast food, fast food. The, the, of course, of course, Taco Bell is consistent. None of it's real food. That's okay. It better be consistent. It's consistent. You've chemically engineered this lab. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it's it's delicious. Taco Bell is always delicious. Uh, I no. Uh, mm-hmm. No, it is. Every time I've eaten Taco Bell, it's been delicious. And and nobody gives respect to Wendy's burgers, chicken uh, burgers. I don't give a shit about their normal burgers. Uh, uh, Spicy chicken from Wendy's. Uh, you take a bite into it, and you can see the steam come off of it. Always cooked hot, tastes great. Always their fries are somewhere between like really amazing or meh. No, Wendy's fries are always bad unless you get cheese on them. No, you just don't like real potato. I love real potatoes. Fast uh, Five Guys has some of the best fries on the planet. You know, I've never, I've never been to Five Guys. I stood outside of one, going, "I should really go in there." And like, I just don't want to spend this much money think, on food. You think I don't like real potato? Five Guys literally slices potatoes to cook the fries. Oh God, don't make me want to go there, Kent. They're expensive. They're delicious, and they smell amazing. They're and worth they're made every with penny. peanut oil. Oh, Five Guys God. is the best burger on the planet. Ah, uh, Friday I'll probably go get some. You should, because Five Guys. I can't um, believe you've never had Five Guys. Dude, I've uh, so many times I've sat in, so like in the parking lot of like all the stores because I don't know there's no malls anymore. Basically, where I usually park, the Five Guys is right near it, and I'm like, you should just walk over and get yourself some. And I'm like, yeah, because you can smell it, and you're like, you oh my can, God, it oh, smells it, so good. It. On a on a on a good day, it just the whole parking lot smells of Five Guys. I can't believe you've never been in there, dude. It is it has been a fight. I'm like I don't want to spend that much money, but you get what you pay for. I know, I know. We have a we have a a place called New York Fries up here in Canada. I don't know how far it is. I'm sure it's in the States somewhat, but, um, oh my God, they have amazing hot dogs. Hot dogs and, and like, just a cup. Like, a, an extra, extra large, like, drink-sized with fries. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you one of the best, so good. the best place to get a burger sometimes is in a bar. Agreed. Bar Agreed. burgers are I, delicious. They, there was a place that, uh, there was a bar that I got... Honestly, chicken strips from that. That bar is closed. I don't know what the fuck were on those chicken strips, but they were some of the hottest chicken strips that aren't like covered in the sauce. Oh, they were so good. They were crunchy. Uh, bar food sometimes is the best food. There's a and no dur- one wants to accept that. During the pandemic, we discovered a bar about like I don't know five minutes from our house. And I've been getting it delivered via Grubhub. And it's one of the best burgers. I ordered two of them on Friday. Two. 
at two of their burgers. There's a there's a bar nearby that like I have ordered their wings because they offer like they they probably have the best price on wings um from a takeout place like that isn't like a it's Tuesday wing night type of thing. Um god where is it? Yeah, it's like a doll so like a bucket of 40 wings for 40 bucks. And like a bunch like just suicide sauce. Oh, the wings are so good there. And their fries are amazing. And it's just like, oh, I didn't know this this pub existed until COVID. Yep. yep. Yeah. All Support right. Support local. Absolutely. Absolutely. Chicken. I like meat. Give me the beef. Give me the burger. Uh, Craig tweets at us and says, not that Craig, different Craig. I was just about to say, fuck you, Craig. <laughs> Finally got a Series X, what a machine, and hello from Sunny Peebles in Scotland. Your podcast keeps me entertained at work the following Sunday. Well, thank you. Thank you. And, uh, wow, Scotland. I I just, I always think that everybody's just over here, for the most part. I mean, you always think that. You always think that people are only listening from your region, but podcasts are global, baby. Very true. We had a lot of listeners in, in, in the UK, in Europe. We had. <laughs> Keyword. <laughs> I don't know. I don't look at it anymore because if I look uh, at it, I'm just like, I I don't sad. obsess over, well, I don't obsess over metrics because they don't matter because we don't have to meet anything. Yeah. So that's, that's very nice. Like, I can't imagine, like, I talk to a lot of people via Twitter DM about how they're worried because they don't get games early. So like their traffic numbers are going to go down. So like their income is going to go down. And I'm like, dude, I couldn't live like that. Like there is no yeah. way I could live like that. I just couldn't. That's a great time to bring up our sponsor, Manshave or whatever the fuck it is. It's that manscaping. I keep That's the name. Oh my god. <laughs> well, people listening to podcasts have finally got old enough that they need to escape their man parts. I I. You don't. You don't need to. I hate to break this to you, but one, you shouldn't be learning from a fucking podcast or YouTube video, and two, like, just just go to your like local pharmacy or wherever they sell like. They can do it. Yeah, yeah, the lawn tri- They call it lawn trimmer two point or four point or the fuck it is. It's like no. I hate to break it to you, but everything in this world now is learned via a YouTube tutorial here's, video. Here's some ball cream for your balls. It's literally the ad, basically. Like, that whole, the whole ad, and listen. That was I, a weird I, sound. I don't know what that was. I, I just, just disappointment. Disappointment as a sound. Speaking of fallacies, I'm looking at Twitter right uh, now, and all of y'all retweeting the Pokemon Snap review. Just realized that that looks like a giant dick. The, thumb, the thumbnail picture of the whatever Pokemon. Uh, Meganium. Yeah. Meganium. Popping out of the flower petals. Looks like a. Uh, it's that's. It's a finely landscaped like Pokemon. Um. <laughs> God damn it. Um, <laughs> I don't remember what it was though. That they like literally is like the, the end of the ad. You have don't forget to use your fucking ball deodorant. They have that. Apparently, that's a thing. I've never. It's like I just like I don't. 
This if is you're, just baby powder. Uh, here's your, here's your, well, that, yeah, yeah. Here's your, here's your, here's your little bit of medical from Anthony. If you shave and wash frequently, you're still having too much smell where you're questioning deodorant. <laughs> Go to a doctor. You might have some of uh, that, some of that from Munda. Ugh. No. <laughs> no. I'm not finishing that. Alright. Uh, I'm asking you the question. No. Real Shogun Beat says, I love gaming, but it can be a very time-consuming hobby. I was curious, what are you guys' other hobbies outside of gaming? I'm a car tech slash tech nerd. Car guy slash tech nerd. Sorry. I have nothing but respect for car people, because I know... Fuck Dude, I don't know anything. Like, I feel bad when I go to a mechanic and he's explaining it to me. I'm like, uh, sure. Let me show you. It's like, man, this isn't gonna fucking help. No, I, I've, I've actually, as I've had more, more problems with my car, I've been learning more and more. Yeah, um, you do learn. You so learn that, by. That's osmosis. been my, been my experience. Um, I mean, I think I've been pretty open that like music is kind of my almost my predominant hobby although as of late like everything's just kind of been up in the air gaming um which was kind of good because we had e3 but like for the most part like video games kind of got put on the back burner i haven't played D in two weeks um which i guess you can just get considered gaming technically as well um i haven't listened to as much music uh i haven't drawn you know haven't played bass guitar like none of that stuff like um sometimes you just you you burn out on everything um but for the most part like music and discovering new music and listening to music is like a huge part of my life um and then like i i do art on the side like uh, you know you've had me do some stuff for the site even like small stuff but i you know it's that's where i find enjoyment um i don't remember if i did the current ztgd logo on the site but i know i did the um editor's choice thing yeah the logo i can't i don't remember who. i think i had to do it i think i had to do it for a site that white images or something like that oh yeah we needed a different size of it i need a new logo yeah. anyway the thing is um but uh yeah like those are those are kind of mine i i, I don't know i feel like all of them like i i abandoned too much to call them hobbies so. Yeah, I I I spend too much time messing with tech shit. I think I spend more time setting stuff up than I actually do using it. I think that's my biggest problem. I do love to play guitar, and I don't do it enough. In fact, I just bought two new guitars. Oh my God, <laughs> I bought an acoustic play- and an electric, and like I think I've played each one of them twice. And when I played them, I'm like, God, I'm out of practice. I should practice more, and then like I don't. I think about it all the time, though. Like, I grew up playing um, in a band, and it's some of my, like, fondest memories of things that I did. I loved playing. Like, I just love the experience of playing, you know, music with people, and I just don't do it anymore. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I feel that. Like, I, you know, we were just talking, I was just talking about my art. Like, I have music, uh, there's music that has my art as, like, the cover art. I just, you know, it makes me feel really good to see that and some, you know, if I get paid, I get paid and stuff, but it's like, it's, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's really weird. I, I think any hobby, any hobby 
that doesn't have like a because I feel like cars is a bit different because like depending on what you're doing with it, uh, it might have some like practical value to it as well. Like some people like gardening, right? And it's like you know if gardening's your hobby, like there is some practical use to it. Like especially if you're doing your lawn maintenance and stuff with it. But like you know, you can also get vegetables out of it to use in food. Uh, so it's harder when there's no necessarily practical value. So you don't, you know, you don't need to play guitar. I don't need to draw. So it, I think that's part of it um, that, that makes it a little bit harder, which is the same reason why video games sometimes get hard to keep up with. And I mean, shit, if you're reviewing on a site and the, you're, the boss man isn't asking you to do reviews and hurry the fuck up like <laughs> myself, um, you know, you, you burn out. I think of any hobby, though, and I th- I feel like probably that's a good thing to some extent that you don't. Anybody that does one thing only, I, I I'm jealous, but at the same time, I feel like you don't live enough. Like you should be multi. Um, like I don't. We talk about. T- Let's be honest. Everybody else that comes on this podcast talks about TV shows, because that's that's my blind spot. Because I and I don't take as many movies as either. The more music. And- oh my god! I spend um, I spend way too much time watching. Movies. I actually, <laughs> not to use a pun, but I I binged the Purge series uh-huh. this weekend. Uh-huh. Um, somebody suggested it to me. I'd never seen them. Um, somebody suggested them to me, and I sat down, and started watching them, and I watched all four of them. And apparently, there's a new one coming out in July. Yeah, that's right. I forgot that was happening. So I'd never seen those. That is a very interesting concept that I hope never happens. <laughs> it, I can't remember what it was. I like I hadn't watched the movie, and somebody just pointed out like this is the or is this really the laws that people are going to break overnight? Like nothing is legal. And I went, yeah. I guess there's a lot of other stuff that people would probably do before they just went to. Yeah, but, if you watch um, the the whole series, like that's how it started. So and the murder but, came later. You know, I here's a weird one that everybody's just gonna look at me funny. Um, I I my one of my hobbies is I'm very particular about how things are. So like tagging music and making lists are hobbies of mine. I, I, a little I, bit of OCD involved. I understand that. I'm a I'm a tweaker, like I'm still making changes. Type. Yeah, not that. Type. I, I'm still yeah, we, making we talked changes. about this previously. Yeah, yeah, I'm still making changes to my TV settings, and I've had that TV now for three months. So, yeah, it, I mean it's it's weird. Like I read comic books, but even that's been on the back burner. I don't know if that's a hobby, mind you, but. Yeah, reading is a hobby. Whether you're reading books, comic books, whatever. Yeah, I meant more like comic books are a weird hobby because like there's collecting, which is part of it, and then reading is a part. Don't read. All right, that is all that I have for this week. Uh, If you want to send us an email, it's podcasts at ztgd dot com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at M4G Podcast. You can follow me at ZTGD. You can follow Anthony at Complacent Robot. And you can follow the site at ZTGD Content. Uh, Phoenix Town is on a break for two weeks, I believe. 
Um, you can also follow Wombat at WombatRP. Ah, yes. I forgot he was gone. You can follow him, though. His tweets are protected, though. So you gotta get permissions. You Damn straight. Bitches. Uh, riffraff. None of you riffraff get all up in this biznatch. None of you Burger King <laughs> employees that burn my food. Chick-fil-A employees. Yeah. No, the chick the Chick-fil-A employees aren't the problem, Ken. The Chick-fil-A CEOs are the problem. I'll tell you what's the biggest problem in America right now is the fact that people finally realize that that job sucks. So like all of the fast food restaurants around my area, they don't have any staff. That is not that is not a shame. That is a I the shame for my Whopper. It, I maybe, kid, I kid. Come on. I know. It's it's one of those things where it's like I don't understand. Well, maybe if you if you're Hey, CEO that's not listening to this podcast, maybe if you stop fighting minimum wage increase, you would have people that would want to work for your company, but fucking suffering through COVID, and then customers that are angry because they don't want... My rights are being defeated on a mask. You know, that's not a human... Like, yeah, I can understand why this the 17-year-old who isn't graduated high school, whose life is just this and sitting in front of a computer, maybe that job. Yep, I'm down for uh, it. Like I, I, it, it sucks that a lot of times you go to places and it takes like 40 minutes to get like a fast food burger, but I'm all for people doing what's right. It's uh weird because there was a camera. Do you remember McDonald's pizza? Of course I do. I used to get it at the drive-through McPizza, baby. Yeah, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. You you ordered it at the drive-through, and then you had to go and wait in a parking spot for it. To be well, you done. know what I mean. I ordered it at the window. But well, well, that's all I can think of when you said it takes forty minutes. It's like, yeah, I've been there. McDonald's Pizza was the most notorious one, but there's other places that well, be it like, takes yeah, at a min- at a minimum in a giant pizza oven. It takes like seven minutes to bake a pizza. So. You gotta have some understanding. They're not just gonna have like ready-made I, pizza because pizza I'm only not, has a shelf I'm, life of like forty I'm minutes. I'm not. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that's the only thing that came to mind was like, yeah, specifically McDonald's pizza was one where you'd have to wait like three minutes for food. I don't have an issue with that though. It always just tells me that they're actually cooking the food fresh instead of just like going in ordering it and it's like two seconds later you have your. Food. See where the fuck this came from? That's normally my opinion on it, but a lot of times I'll wait forty minutes and still get a cold ass burger. Well, that'd be that would piss me off. There's that's because they're that's because they're like leaving the fries to like uh, instead of yeah, that's just poor pacing. Anyways, we've gone about food. My rants about food are over. All right, and the show's over unless you have anything else. Peace, bitches. Stole your line. Alrighty. And it goes something like this. Mario. Zero dollar. This is gonna be a very interesting episode. Yeah.
I got lost trying to find my way to the secret underground N4C radio lair. The wall Boys, oh wow. And then I and then I killed the dragon. Then I killed the dragon.